Good morning. Okay, so I don't wear this kind of goofy stuff all the time. I actually had somebody ask me that this week. Okay, it's all about the theme with kids. Um, my name's Don, and my wife Andrea and I we get to lead the kids ministry team here. And we're really excited about today because the kids we're going to stay here today, and we got some fun stuff planned. So, so you're going to get a little picture of what kids church is like, and we're going to we're going to all have fun together today. So I want to start, um, we've been working on a theme this month, it's called Talent Show, okay, and it's all about Brave the Stage. Now, if you've ever been in a talent show, you know it takes a huge amount of courage, okay, because you get out there and you put yourself out there and sometimes you look dumb and sometimes, you, you know, it just doesn't turn out quite like you think it will, okay? Well, courage is, is being brave enough to do what you should even when you're afraid. So in kids' church this month, we've been working on this courage thing a whole bunch. And we've been studying the life of Moses, and we're going to dig through that a little deeper with y'all today. Um, three weeks ago, we started this story, and we began with, with Moses as a baby. And Moses had a sister that was a courageous young lady. Go ahead and give us that picture. There we go. Um, her name was Miriam. Okay. Um, Pharaoh said that all the baby boys had to be thrown in the Nile River, okay, because the, the Israelites were getting too strong, okay, the, the Egyptians were scared of them, okay, well, Moses' mom put him in a basket, and his sister hung out at the edge of the river and waited to be sure he'd be okay. Well, she found the Pharaoh's daughter come down to the river to bathe, and Pharaoh's daughter took in Moses as her child, so... So Miriam hung there, and she approached Pharaoh's daughter, and she asked if she could find a, a, a wet nurse for her to, to take care of the baby. So she actually went and got her mom. So, so their mom got to, to raise Moses till he was about two, and then he went to live with um, the Pharaoh's daughter in the palace. Okay? That was a pretty gutsy thing for a young lady to try to do. I mean, she could have faced even death at that point because, you know, I mean, she was approaching the the daughter of the king. That's pretty gutsy. She had courage. Okay. Well, the next week, or, or that week, our bottom line, okay, go ahead and hit us with the bottom line that week. Um, you can do what you should even when you don't know what's going to happen next because she wasn't, she, she had no idea. She was, she was putting herself out there. The next week, we jumped on, on Moses. Go ahead and hit us with that next one there. Um, Moses did something he shouldn't, so he ran. He ended up in the land of Midian. And in Midian, um, he spent about 40 years there. Okay? And then he was out with his sheep, and God spoke to him through a burning bush. Okay? This bush was like it was on fire, but it wasn't being burnt up. So that's like crazy. Well, God told Moses to go back and tell the Pharaoh to release his people because he heard, heard the people crying out from the oppression they were under. So he was like, no, I can't do that. So, so God, God gave him some signs. Okay? He, gave him, he told him to throw his staff down, and it turned into what? Some kids help me out. What did that staff turn into? Shout it out. Snake. It turned into a snake. That is so gross. Okay? Turned into a snake. Okay? I, like, we learned about courage. I, I got honest with the kids. I, I am like deathly afraid of snakes. Okay? So nobody has a balloon snake out there, right? Okay, that's more than I can handle. Okay, um, so God gave him that sign for the Israelites so that they would know that, that 
God really spoke to Moses and he was, he was giving him the truth there. Okay. Well, Mo- Moses went to Egypt. His brother went with him. Okay. And they went to the Pharaoh and over and over and over again. They asked Pharaoh to, to let the people go. And Pharaoh kind of, yeah, maybe. And then he changed his mind and no. Okay, so they dealt with all the plagues. Kids, help me out again. What are some of those plagues we heard about? What were the bad things that happened in Egypt? Give me some of them. Frogs! What else? Shout at me here. Come on, don't leave me hanging. Gnats, yes. I heard one over here. The river turned into blood. That is so gross. What else? You got one? It, it says it got so dark for three days that it was so dark you could feel it. Now, I don't know what that means because that's weird. I don't know how it gets so dark you can feel the darkness. Okay. Well, there were lots of these plagues. Finally, after the last one, Pharaoh let the people go. But we made some really big connections with that last plague. Okay. The last plague is, is called the Passover. And the Passover, um, the, the Israelite people were told to, to kill a lamb and take its blood and put it over the doorposts of their homes. And then as the death angel came through Egypt, okay, if that, the, the blood was there, no one would die in their home. But if that blood wasn't there, then the firstborn would die in their home. It tells us that then in all of Egypt... Where there wasn't that blood, there was someone dead in every single home. Right? That's crazy. I can't even imagine what the morning would be like in a situation like that. Well, that lamb, okay, we see, we jump several years later, and we go to Jesus. The last few days of his life, he celebrates the Passover, that, that leaving Egypt, being freed from bondage. He celebrates that with his disciples, Okay, at that, that celebration, we see the Lord's Supper show up. Okay, because he takes the bread from that Lord's Supper, the unleavened bread, because they, they, they made their food and they got out of town. The unleavened bread, okay, the wine, okay, we see that show up at the Lord's Supper again. And that's really the celebration of the Passover. Jesus became that Passover lamb that spilled his blood for our sins, just like the Israelites slayed the lamb and put the blood over their doors. Okay. So we're going to celebrate that today. So um, if we look at 1 Corinthians 11.28, um, it says, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat or drink of the cup. That's just talking about, you know, this is, this is a pretty serious deal. Because we're talking about the God of the universe sending his son to die for our sins. And we're taking a minute to celebrate what he did with those elements. That bread being his body and, and that wine um, representing his blood. So let's take a minute and let's, 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 let's talk to God a minute. Okay? There's stuff you need to deal with. Talk to him about it. Okay? So let's pray.
So our folks, go ahead and come and, and forward to pass those out. Father, we um, thank you for who you are, Lord. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for him shedding his blood and, and giving his body for our sin. Father, you are good, and, and your love endures forever. Father, from the, the Passover um, in Egypt to the Lord's Supper, just before Jesus went to the cross to today, we just praise you for forgiving our sins. It's in your name. So as they come, they've got, they've got bread and juice for us, okay? Um, they're going to pass those out to us. Um, we, we believe that, that it doesn't matter what church you go to. If you know Jesus, you're part of the family. We're going to celebrate this as a family. So if, if, you're, if you're visiting us today, if you know Jesus, you are welcome to participate. So you see the, those cups, there's, there's one on the bottom with, with a little cracker thing in it, okay? And there's one on the top that's the juice, okay? That, that cracker represents the body of Christ, okay? He gave his body as a sacrifice for our sins. And I, th I think we, one of the things we've learned is, as we worked through this story of Moses was we tend to read scripture really fast. And I'm not sure all this stuff happened very fast. You know, I, I don't think these plagues happened in just a matter of days. I think, I think maybe those plagues, if you, if you read them and look at what happened there, okay, I think those people suffered maybe for a few years in there. You know, I mean, as... as Grasshoppers ate their crops, and then it also tells us the hailstorms destroyed their crops. Well, that probably wasn't the same year. You know, so I, I think that suffering happened for years in there. Well, I think when we think about Jesus giving his body for us, we tend to think that was fast. I don't think that was fast either, Okay. He gave, us, he gave us his whole life. Okay? There's a lot of us in the room that aren't 30 years old yet. He gave us his whole life. He gave us his body for 30-some years. Over and over and over. So I think, I think we got to read, read Scripture and think about, think about that timeline in there. Okay? That stuff didn't happen fast. So let's... Um, Let's pray and let's thank him for giving, giving his body. Father, we just praise you today. We, we, we thank you for, for giving your body as a sacrifice for our sins. Father, we just praise you that, that um, you are the one that can make us righteous before God the Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and take that cracker. Then on the same night, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Okay, the blood had to be shed for the, Israel, or for the Israelites to be saved in Egypt, just as there had to be a blood sacrifice to atone for our sins. Jesus was that blood sacrifice. He was the Passover lamb that took care of us.
And again, we don't see it happen once. We, we saw it happen in Egypt. And the Israelites celebrated that annually. And we still celebrate it today as the Lord's Supper. Father, we praise you for the, the, the new covenant in your blood, that we don't have to continue to make physical sacrifices um, of, of blood sacrifices to, to have right relationships with you, that, that you, you gave your son once and for all, that, that it's done and it's over. You paid for our past, present, and future sin at one time. Father, we just um, we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for the new covenant in his blood. In your name. So we got to the point of the Passover, and then last week... We, we started digging on, on the Israelites actually leaving Egypt, okay? So go ahead and give me that next, next picture there, okay? So Moses led the Israelites to the Red Sea. Now, it gets really interesting there because the Israelites, they get to the sea and, and the Egyptians are hot on their tail, Okay? And, and as I read that story over and over getting ready for last week, I had four words that struck my heart. And I think they're really, really big words when, whenever we like get anxious about stuff. If you read it in, in Exodus 14, okay, Moses tells the Israelites when, when they're like, you know, Pharaoh's army's going to kill us. We would have been better off in Egypt. You know, why'd you bring us out here to die? Moses tells them to be still. Sometimes we just got to suck it up and be still. Well, then Moses starts talking to God. and God gives him the other two words. He tells him to, to move on. Sometimes, now that's, I mean, that's crazy big stuff there, and it's hard. It's really, really hard. When we get in situations where, where we don't know what, what's happening next, sometimes we got to be still and just take that very next step, because that's the only one we know to take. We don't know, you know, two years down the road. We don't know 10 years down the road. Sometimes we don't know what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes. But we need to be still. That's talking about our hearts and move on. That's talking about our feet. Just keep stepping and keep going forward. That's how the Israelites got across the Red Sea. And, and in the end, they got to the other side, and Moses raised his staff, and this time it didn't turn into a snake. This time, the waves came crashing in, and the Egyptian army was gone. Okay? Moses told the Israelites before they, they stepped into the sea, he said, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And God, God fought for them. They didn't have to. Well, the bottom line last week... Okay, that, that the kids got, was you should do, you can do what you should even when things seem impossible. Okay? Crossing the Red Sea, that was an impossible task. But God made that happen. He'll do that for us too. Well, today we're going to step forward in the story a little bit further, but in, in kids' worship, what do we always do next? We review and then kids, what's next? Help me out. Nobody? Give me the slide. That'll help them. The mystery activity, right? Okay, so we cannot neglect to have a mystery activity even though we got a bunch of big people around us, right? Okay, so 
Andrea's going to come up and help me set this mystery activity up. It is called, give me that next one. It is called the Promised Land Scramble. Here's how it's going to work, okay? Do we have any competitive people in the room? We got one. <laughs> We're pointing here. <laughs> okay, we're going to work on those competitive people here in a minute. All right, so, so here's how this is going to work. She's going to set this stuff out, okay? For 50 points, you can um, build a balloon animal and give it to a kid. You can pick up 20 Cheerios off the floor because if you decide to volunteer after today, because really this stuff isn't that hard. If you decide to help us out in kids' ministry after today, picking up Cheerios, that's kind of one of those skills you need. Okay? So, um, for 100 points, you could change a diaper. You could build a bunch. Now, we're talking, we're going to learn about grapes here in a bit. You could build a bunch of grapes. you got to blow up a couple of balloons and tie them together with a pipe cleaner. Okay? You could find three people to dance with, okay? Doesn't matter who they are, okay? Anybody in the room works, okay? You could, we're going to talk about the land flowing with milk and honey. Well, you could take some honey and share it with three friends in the room. Or you can, again, if you decide to help us with, with kids ministry at some time, point, you could um, make a bottle of milk and give it to a mom. So you just have to pour milk in a bottle and find a mom to give it to, okay? Or for 500 points, you can high-five five kids in the room. All right, so it's time to get some volunteers. So we're going to break the group up into four teams. So let's go, let's go with this side, of the, this side here, this side. Y'all are the green team, okay? Middle... Middle and this side of this group, you're the yellow team. Lane scooted over. He's on the yellow team here. Okay. Red team, that's this side of the middle and this little part right here. Okay. And then we got the purple team. That's this side of the room. All right. So I need y'all. Okay. How many of you are sitting in the same place you sat in for several weeks in a row? Anybody that people? Okay. Now I know some more of you. I've seen you. Okay, so y'all know the people around you a little bit, right? I want each group of people to point at their most competitive person in the group. Who do you think the most competitive person is? Sean, come on down. You're the purple man. Now, Sean, you get to pick a lovely assistant to bring with you. How about the red group here? How about the red group? Who is our most competitive person? Right here. Come on down. And you may pick a lovely assistant to bring with you as well. How about our yellow people? Who's our most competitive person in the room? Is that Miss Rachel? Come on down. And green team. Come on down. Come on down. Yeah, no, no. You got this. And be, be sure to bring a lovely assistant with you. All right, we got our competitors. All right, so now each of you need to pick a scorekeeper to bring with you as well. So we need a purple scorekeeper, a red scorekeeper, a yellow scorekeeper, and a green scorekeeper. 
So pick someone, they're going to keep score. All right, so if you're, a, if you're wearing the hat, you've got to do the activity. Okay? We've got cards here. Okay? They've got the, the events on them. Okay? If you've got the little ponytail deal things, okay, it's your job to bring the card back to your scorekeeper. Scorekeepers, okay, when they give you a card, it's your job to ring the bell. All right, so scorekeepers, scorekeepers, you can come on up here on the edge of the stage, or on the stage. So, yeah, come on up here, okay? So scorekeepers, you got, you got the, the foam finger to wave at everybody. Okay, you're kind of helping your group cheer them on. Who's our yellow scorekeeper? We need a yellow scorekeeper. Come on down. All right. So each team, grab your color cards here. Scorekeepers, you're coming up here. Okay, maybe come here toward the middle so you can get to the bell. We'll set the bell up here. Ty, come on over this way so you can get to the bell. When scorekeepers, when they give you a, a card, you're going to ring the bell. You've got to do the activity before, you bring, before your lovely assistant brings it up. The people with the hat. <laughs> she says, oh, man. <laughs> All right, are we ready? You ring the bell when they give you a card. All right, ready, set, go. All right, if you're, you're sitting down, it's your job to, to, to cheer them on here. Anybody? Come on. Who's going to win? Do we think green is going to win? Maybe yellow. Oh, purple got points. Yellow got points. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody think red's going to have this? Red, are you with us? Red? Oh, purple got some points. Purple! Green got points! Yellow got points! Red got points! Looks like purple's at about 600. Woo, we got red. Red, how much you got? 200 on red. Yellow, what you got? 50, 100, 650 on yellow. Ty, what do you got for green? How many points you got there? 100. 650 on green. Yellow and green are tied. 750 on yellow. 800 on purple. Okay, we got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Oh, did he get bean boozled? Oh, did he get dirty socks? Sour milk? Oh, purple got points. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Oh, we got red dancing. Five seconds. 
four, three, two, one. All right, you can put your hats and stuff on the table. And let's see, scorekeepers, tell me what you got. Purple is 9.50, red six, 10.50 for yellow. Green is 250, 7.50, 8.50, 9.50. Looks like yellow's our winner. Go yellow. Oh, we got 11. We, we just blew yellow away. There we go. All right, thank you all very much. Now, I'm gonna give you a little hint here. Children's Church is really just that hard. Okay, so if you've been holding back and you've been scared of Children's Church, Okay, it's time to be still and move on because we could use some help. And really, it's really no harder than that. Okay, in fact, you get to watch and cheer instead of having to do it. So it's awesome. All right, so, so that's our mystery activity. Okay, so those of you that got up here, that took a little courage. And I really appreciate you putting yourself out there. Okay, um, we're getting ready to tell our story. So go ahead and give us our video there. The Bible, it's 66 books of history, stories, letters, and poetry that fit together to form God's one big story. The epic adventure of how he created us and loves us so much that he made a way to rescue us. As we travel through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, we discover people who met God and found their lives changed forever. And now for an amazing story. All right, so if you've got a young person in the room that goes to children's church, okay, I hope, I hope you have checked out Studio 252 TV, okay? Whenever you get home today, I want to challenge if you've got somebody that normally goes to children's church, get on Studio 252 TV, and there is a thing on there called the So-and-So Show, um, where they just have some silly fun, kind of like our game, they're kind of goofy, okay? But then they tell the story again. So if, if you watch that with your kids, okay, you're going to get to cement that in their hearts one more time if you watch that with them. Now, if you, if you don't have a kid that age, you can still watch it because it's really funny. Okay? Um, but it's, you can always encourage kids at church like the next week when you see them, what was your story about? And they can tell you and you can talk with them. Okay? Really easy way you can, you can help us shepherd our young people. Well, if you watch the so-and-so show... They always have somebody that knows stuff. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Matt, somebody that knows stuff. I'm good. Okay, Mr. Matt is going to help me with this. Someone who knows stuff. Look at that. He knows some stuff. Oh, I think you know a lot of stuff. All right, Mr. Matt is going to help me out with our story today. All right, so... We got the Israelites out of Egypt, okay? And they've moved through the wilderness a while, okay? And they get to the edge of the promised land. That's where they're headed, okay? They're headed back to Canaan. So they started looking around. I think you have them backwards. There you go. All right, 
So they were looking around Canaan, okay? And, and God tells Moses to pick one man from each of the tribes of Israel, okay? So how many would that be? It's in the book of Numbers. Twelve tribes, the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, if we remember, guys, okay, kids, we talked about that last month, okay? These are the sons of who? Who were the sons? Who are the tribes of Israel? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? These are the sons of Jacob. All right. So God sends one from each of these tribes in to check out the promised land. Okay? So they're checking out the promised land. Okay? Um, So they have a mission here. God told Moses to send one from each tribe. Let's see what he said. Numbers 13, 18 through 20, right up here. It says, see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or few, weak or many. Keep going. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they walled or fortified? How's the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Um, Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. Well, these 12 guys, they go in to check out the land. Okay? So, big, strong guys? Oh, that's nasty. Okay. All right, that, another children's ministry thing, guys. Okay, it might happen. All right. Well, they returned to the Israelite camp. Okay? They returned to the Israelite camp to give their report. Okay? Um, They said that the land was rich and fertile. Okay? It was amazing. Okay? Um, They said that the people were powerful and the cities were large. Okay, so it was everything they thought it was going to be. It was. However, okay, they were scared. They were, in fact, ten of them were terrified. Well, it's a ten to two vote here. So, I don't know. Ten were, okay, Joshua and Caleb. Okay, Joshua and Caleb, they were saying, no, God sent us, let's go. Let's look at what Caleb said. Caleb said, um, he silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Okay, Caleb was like the guy that was all gung-ho. He was like ready to go. He knew that if God sent them there, it was going to be okay. Because God says... Four words, right? What's he say? Be still. And what? Oh, y'all, y'all got to be with me. Be still and move on. God says be still and move on. They knew they should be still and move on. Okay, these people, okay, I don't know why they were chickens. Okay, They just walked through the Red Sea. Okay, They just watched the entire Egyptian army die in seconds. I'm just saying, be still and move on, okay? So, well, 
I'm old school. I use paper. Okay, so by evening, the Israelites, they started to panic, okay? Um, they grumbled to Aaron and Moses that they wished they just died in Egypt instead of getting out here in the wilderness because now they were going to die in the wilderness. Okay, well, they brought back some fruit here. Do you have fruit? It's kind of heavy. I don't know if I can get it. Give it a shot. See what you got. Can you get it? Sounds heavy. Holy cow. Says the grapes were so big that they had to be carried on poles between two men. That's some serious grapes. Okay. I think we can leave them there. It'd be okay. All right, so they're headed to the land flowing with milk and honey, it says. And grapes. Very, very large grapes. All right, so let's check out Numbers 14. It says, the land we pass through is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And he'll give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Joshua and Caleb, they were ready to go get the grapes. Okay? I, yeah. Well, the story doesn't end so hot, because they didn't follow Joshua and Caleb. Well, the Israelites, they chickened out, and they had to wander for 40 years in, in the desert. 40 years, like, like little people are now big people, camping for 40 years. No running water, no Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, actually... There were quail, so it's kind of Chick-fil-A, but not quite. There you go. All right, so as we wrap this up, okay, we got a bottom line here. Okay, here's our bottom line. Check this out. Kids, remember the bottom line, okay? The bottom line is if you forget everything else we did today, the silly game, okay, the big grapes, all that, this is what you remember, okay? It says you can do what you should, even when others are afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but it gets really, really easy when, when the people around you start to get nervous and panicky. It gets really easy to just jump on board and join the panic. Well, Joshua and Caleb, they knew better. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that got to go to the promised land. Nope. They all died in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that actually got to go for the grapes. Bottom line. So the others were afraid. They should have went with Joshua and Caleb. How often, 
how often are we in that same boat? How often are we willing to accept just status quo because we're afraid of something big? You know, I think that's what Jeff's been talking about. Okay, so hit me with that verse. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. I love this passage. Okay, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Well, Joshua and Caleb, they got that idea. Okay? They knew they could go in and with the stuff they plundered from Egypt, they could win against, against all the tribes in Canaan. Well, they knew God could do immeasurably more than they asked or imagined. I think as a church, we kind of live right there too. Okay? I mean, we, we got a team of people from our church on the ground half a world away from us today. Okay, so they're, they're doing more than we can ask or imagine. Some of us are nervous about the idea of even going somewhere like that. But as a body, we're doing more than we can ask or imagine because we got kids over there. We got a couple of adults over there doing more. Pretty cool, okay? We're, we're, we got a, a pastor on that side of the world that's wanting to use our name because we're known on that side in, in Taiwan as a church that does mission. That's more. Okay? So, we put a well in Africa a few weeks ago. That's more. So, my question is, he can do immeasurably more than all we can, What? What are you asking for? What are you imagining? Joshua and Caleb imagined some monstrous grapes. They imagined, they imagined a fertile place to live and raise their families. What do we imagine? Where's God going to take us next? So our challenge today, go back to that bottom line for me. Our challenge today is, as a church... It's time to do two things. We need to be still and help me. Move on. Thank you. We need to be still and move on because God is calling us to some crazy big stuff. All right. So, Mr. Matt, I really appreciate you being here today. You are definitely someone who knows stuff. Yes, you do. You're awesome. All right, so as the band comes up here, as the band comes up, what um, nah, take them with you. Okay. <laughs> All right, as the band comes up, okay, we're going to do something a little different because it is family service. So if you got glow sticks, bring those on down, okay? Our last song, okay, talks about the light. We got some light, so... Break your glow sticks and give them a shake as they come up here. And we're going to turn the lights off and we're going to shine because we're going to do two things. We're going to be still and move on as we ask God to do more than we can ask or imagine because we are a group, a church that lives with courage. Thank you so much for today.